You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Empire. Hello and welcome to the bonus midweek podcast sponsored by Lono Coffee. Visit LonoCoffee.com, use promo code COFFEE2020 for a discount. And by Dizzy Pig Barbecue. Visit DizzyPigBarbecue.com, use coupon KIME15, K-E-I-M-15, and receive 15% off your order shipped in the U.S. Today, I talked to ESPN's Jordan Ronan about the New York Giants. We know what happened here with Dwayne Haskins. What's going on with Daniel Jones? Is he catching heat? And why, perhaps, is his situation different? And I talked to former NFL scout Tyler Roman once more about fantasy football, more sleepers, some fantasy plays for, yes, the Giants-Washington game, and a few thoughts on Washington receiver Antonio Gandy-Golden. Coming Thursday, I talked to former Washington corner Daryl Green, getting his thoughts on many topics. If you want to participate in Therapy Thursday, just shoot me a note on Twitter at John underscore Kine. Now, here's my conversation with ESPN's Jordan Rana. Well, this is how bad I think the outside perception of Washington is right now. My next guest, Jordan Ronan, in his bold prediction already after the game, predicted the Giants win already. Giants writers are mocking Washington. They're 0-5. What's going on? Am I wrong? You don't have a quarterback. <laughs> no, no. I mean, dude, we're taping, we're taping this on what, Monday? Do you know who's going to play quarterback? No, Do you really well, have no I don't. In either, do you really have confidence in either quarterback? Uh, no, but it's, uh, you know, this is – they're 0-5. What, I know. You, you know, you know but, when, you're, when you're looking at a team like the Giants and – you're trying to find, okay, where can they possibly win? I mean, this is like the game you circle first on the calendar, right? Home versus yes. the Redskins. There we go. Oh, sorry. I did it. I did it first time. The Washington <laughs> football team. I mean, you, you have to do that once in a while, no? Not publicly. I haven't yet. Well, there you go. I'm, Privately, I'm one, it's I'm all one the time. For one. I'm one for one. Privately, it's all the time because it's just natural. You're just talking to somebody. It's natural. But, no, listen, Washington has circled this game for sure as well. And I think that's the thing with this game is that both teams look at this like they have – they're playing twice in three weeks. I don't know what fans did to deserve that, but they're playing twice in three weeks. So both these teams are looking at this like, hey, you can get healthy here. Well, all I know is the AFC North must be sitting there this year going, yes. This is the, we got the NFC East four wins for us. Wrap it up, you know. I mean, can, can the the AFC North think about it? They're pretty good teams yeah. right now. The Ravens, yeah. the Browns, uh, the Steelers, right? Who's the fourth team in that division? I'm drawing a blank Bengals. right now. But the first Bengals are looking are really at this good. game. The Bengals, these games, they can get healthy too. I 
Right. And the Bengals are like, hey, we might win a game. We, we finally get out of this division. We get to the NFC East. Four yeah. potential wins for them. Yeah. Well, they well, got a tie out of it already, right? Yes. Yeah, they did. And <laughs> that, that tie could that tie could prevent one of these two teams from winning the division. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. It's it's not it's not good in the NFC East. Neither the Redskins it, nor the Giants are in good shape. And you know what, John? We have to be honest. You knew coming into this season these two teams were going to oh, take their lumps. They're not ready we've to compete. We've said it all. Yeah. They're not ready to compete. They're both in the first year of a new coach. Essentially, you rebuild. They don't even have all the players that the coach wants at this point. As you can tell by, I mean, you, you know very well by the move off Dwayne Haskins there. And then with the Giants here, look, they're trying to make do. I mean, they, I was I was – told basically before the season, look, we're going to have to take our lumps. We know this. Uh, this is this is a, a project here, and it's hard for fans to stomach because when you're the Giants and the Redskins fans, oh, sorry, Mike, did it again. The, the Washington <laughs> football team fans must feel the same way because you're like, okay, this is the start of a rebuild. We need you to be patient. But at the same time, this these organizations and franchises have been bad now for several years running. Right, for a so long say, oh, time. be patient, be patient. But it's not Ron Rivera's fault. It's not Joe Judge's no. fault. Like that, the Giants were terrible the last two years. Two, since basically, they're the worst team in the NFL since 2017. I saw that stat. That it's shocking until you sit back and think. You're like, yeah, they've been horrible, horrible. And, and that's and you know part of it too, as you know, for you for here, it, it was about the quarterback. These guys have already benched their quarterback and. Listen, at some point, they're going to move on from Dwayne Haskins. These sides will part. Daniel Jones, his development hasn't been, go- hasn't been going as smooth either. So what's going on with him? What kind of heat is he catching up there? Yeah, I think people are starting to get nervous that, hey, Daniel Jones might not be the guy. It was enough to be optimistic for a while. Uh, his rookie year was semi-promising. You saw a lot of good things. Uh, you know, even in the opener, they lost. You saw some good things, even though the turnovers crept back. But, like, you're not – you know, he's played one clean game. One clean game with no turnovers in 17 starts. I mean, 31 turnovers in 17 starts. That's basically two a game, John. Two a game. Wow. It's hard to live with two turnovers a game. And then you just you just want him to show you signs. And really, this year was all about him making a little bit of progress. And in a way, they almost went backwards a little bit right now. So I think a lot of people are very nervous uh, about whether Daniel Jones is that guy and can be that guy moving forward. And the reality is Trevor Lawrence talk is, is, uh, is here. I mean, the Giants, according to FBI, I think, are the favorites right now for the number one overall pick. You end up with the number one overall pick. Your quarterback's probably not God. very good. At least, uh, you know, and, and to, you, to yeah. the degree of your being your 100% franchise guy. And Trevor Lawrence is a generational, you know, kind of guy. Absolutely. And why hasn't he developed, you think? What areas and how much of that is playing in a new system with Jason Garrett? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. Number one is it would have been a lot better if he had Saquon Barkley around, right? That is, think about that. They built this offseason, uh, offense in the offseason around Saquon Barkley. And now you get to the season – and you have no Saquon Barkley. So that was supposed to take the pressure off Daniel Jones, right? Not make him be like, okay, you're the guy now. And on top of that, he doesn't have Sterling Shepard either, who's been out for a few weeks. Uh, so those are big losses, a new offense, no offseason. And really just, it's the, the one thing that has 
always worried you the most about Daniel Jones. And it's been the case in college. It's been the case in the pros is the turnovers. And it leads back to the pocket presence. Does he have that natural pocket presence, that innate feel? You look up, go look back at that strip sack fumble the other day. Okay. Andrew Thomas, the rookie left tackle gets beat straight off the edge, but Daniel Jones knows and he actually feels the guy from behind him. So he starts to move. But even as he starts to move, he still fumbles it. Right? And he knows the guys behind him. That the clock is, isn't always there for him. It's not moving. Even though he's a smart guy and he, he, you know, he makes corrections in other areas and he's picking up the offense quickly, this just doesn't seem to click for him. The, 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 the timing in his head in the game and once you get there. And then the other thing is, They've had three opportunities right now. Okay, you can win or tie, last drive of the game, let's go. And Daniel Jones, who doesn't exactly have the biggest history of being this huge winner, right? They didn't win that much at Duke. Uh, you know, and that's no, the not. ACC, which isn't the best conference in the world. You know, you have a stud quarterback, a number six overall pick. You would think you should be a pretty big winning program. Didn't win a ton of Duke. Now what is he, 3-14 uh, and 14 as a starter? That's a little concerning. So what kind of heat is he getting? Because, and I, I know you said the SS earlier, because, like, again, people here are like, well, you know, Dwayne Haskins got all this, and Daniel Jones is not getting anything. I've got a buddy playing in New York. There's a lot. And would they ever consider sitting him? There's no use of sitting him, which is why you look at Washington, and you're like, that doesn't even make any sense. Just let him play. Take At least see what he is. Like, right, who are you, who are you putting in there? Kyle Allen? Right? Is he your future? Yeah. So the Giants are going to look at this and say, we're going to throw him out there no matter what. And they should, because you might as well see what you have in Daniel Jones. What are you putting? You, you know who their backup is, right? You know him pretty well. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. So what do the Giants need to see Colt McCoy? Why? Is he going to lead them to the playoffs? Right? You want Daniel Jones to make that progress. You want him to move forward. Now, the bigger question is whether he's the quarterback of the future. That's what I think people – are starting to question even, you know, and it's, it's a split right now, right? There's some people who are like, he's a turnover machine. He stinks. You know, he's never going to be good. And the other side is he's playing behind a terrible offensive line. He has no Saquon. And, you know, the excuse making comes out and you make all these excuses yeah. for him. You know, he, he doesn't have the pieces around him. It's not his fault. And to a degree, they're probably right. But, also, you would like to see more progress and for him to play better. Just don't turn the ball over once or twice, okay? Come on. <laughs> not, not that hard. But, you, but it, you also have written that you think they're trending as a team in the right direction. Why is that? Yeah, I mean, they're playing hard. They've gotten better defensively. Uh, their offensive line and running game has actually played better the past few weeks. But that's also saying that the bar to start was really low, right? Um, I mean – watch the first two games. I mean, they were allowing like close to 20 pressures. I think I have it written down here. The pressures per game that they were allowing were 20, where is it? 22 in week one against the Steelers, 18 wow. week two against the Bears, uh, 18 week three against the 49ers, 15 week four against the Rams, and now 14 week five against the Cowboys. So yes, it's getting better. But ideally, you'd like that number essentially to be probably like a good, really good game by a good team is probably below 10. So 
you know, there's all these things around him that aren't ideal. Uh, without Saquon, really, does who scares you? What weapon besides Ooh. Saquon scares you on the Giants right now? This is not a good matchup for fantasy football fans. <laughs> there probably will not be a ton of points <laughs> scored on Sunday. I think that's a fair bet. So, but the defense statistically looks like it's playing well. Is that accurate? Are you is in if so, why? Yeah, I think they are. They're they're definitely improved from last year. Greatly improved. I think I think that's a, a fair statement at this point. Uh, you know, Blake Martinez at least gives them a capable middle linebacker that they haven't had for several years. Uh, James Bradbury is playing as well as probably any cornerback in the league. So you have that. And, and you know, they're pretty good up front in regards to stopping the run with their, with their defensive line. That's pretty much, that's one of the strengths of this roster. So you have a, a decent defense out there. I mean, like I said, is it probably as good as you, as you, you just noted? Probably not. I told you before they played two backup. They lost the two backup quarterbacks and another in Mitchell Trubisky, who has basically been benched. So not playing these high flying offenses. They played Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger in his first game back from a serious arm surgery. They played Mitchell Trubisky. They played against Nick Mullins, who's obviously a backup for the 49ers. Jared Goff, who's not exactly a world beater. They're more of a running team anyway. And then uh, this past week, Dak Prescott you know, broke his ankle, and, and Andy Dalton was in the game. So their defense is, is definitely playing better. But in part, it's, it's the competition is also factors into that. But you can't sleep on the Polish rifle, though. No, absolutely not. I mean, I'm a big fan of redheads. <laughs> but but they are like when again, you know, are there some areas that have been surprising with that defense? Like, is it did you expect it to even with all that, they still have to go out there and play well? Are you surprised a little bit by what they've shown? A little bit in the regards of that Patrick Graham has done a pretty good job of mixing things up. They don't have a real number one pass rusher, huge problem, or really any sort of dominant player on the entire defense they have a bunch a couple a bunch of good players but Patrick Graham has really been able to scheme up a lot of different things it's hard for opposing teams to sort of prepare for because they do a lot of different things on defense and it, it you know that that they show a lot of different looks they have a lot of different coverages uh, a lot of different ways to create pressure and blitzes so it's been able to hide some of their inefficiencies in regards to the roster so I am surprised. I, I said at the beginning of the year, if they're middle of the league in defense, that's a success. And by the end of the year, that's probably where they end up. So that 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 would be a success for this group. And by the way, it's the red rifle, not the Polish rifle for Andy Dalton. I think I'm getting my yeah, well, gunslingers mixed up. I think that, but it's the red he's, rifle. He's, this still people, red, he's still a redhead, John. He's still a he's still a redhead. But I, I, I think I call him the Polish. I like Dalton's not a Polish name, so you know, let's <laughs> let's get this right here. Um, do you see some optimism for this team for the second half of the year? Because like when I look at your the Giants and I look at this team, it really has become. It really is about the second half of the year. Because, like you said, this was not set up for either team to succeed, not to mention the fact that they're trailed these other teams with talent, et cetera. So what do you see for them the second half of the year? Look, they're just trying to keep moving in the right direction. You know, that's the goal here. 
just trend in the right direction, play better. They were, they want to win some games. They have to win some games. You can't you can't go over and everyone be okay. You got to show progress. It's about Daniel Jones and the offense improving. They came into you know this past week against the Cowboys, averaging eleven point eight points per game. You can't maintain that over the course of an NFL season. That's ridiculous. And even though they scored thirty four this past week, they scored four. They scored two touchdowns, right? Uh, so they they need to they they still have. I'm talking offensive touchdowns. So you still want you want to see this offense grow. You want to see them play better. Uh, and I think it'll probably it, Daniel Jones is specific. That'll make a lot of people feel better about this team moving forward. And I think Joe Judge at least has these guys buying in to what he's selling. And that's a big key right now because it's hard when you're 0 and 5 and you know who knows 0 and 6, 0 and 7, whatever whatever it's going to be. It, it, that's a that's a tough pitch. That's a tough sales pitch. The fact that he still has them will have them playing hard, and they still seem to be on board with his program and what he's expecting. I think you do see a better team right now than you did week one, and you just want to see that now from week five to week eight and week eight to week 12 or whatever it is. So it's important for that to keep going forward. Jordan, thank you very much. And it's funny because when every time the team, these teams get together, um, in the old vet stadium in Philly would have the signs every week or something like that. I think one time the Eagles and, the, and it was when they were the Redskins played and he had the sign up. They were both like winless, like made the worst team lose. So that's, that's kind of the theme for this week, Sunday. So um, anyways, thanks for coming on. I appreciate your time. You got it. I want to leave you with this, John. Ready? Remember this when, when Sunday comes around. There's one team, one team, that has produced the only clean game for Daniel Jones. And it happens to be <laughs> a Washington football team. <laughs> That's a great stat. I may have to swipe yeah, that fine. later this week. After this break, I'll be back with former NFL scout Tyler Roman to discuss some fantasy football and a little Antonio Gandy-Golden. You've heard me talking about Lono Coffee for a couple months now. Let me tell you a little bit about who they are and what they're about. Lono Coffee is based in the Shenandoah Valley, just a nice bunch of people who are open for business during this trying time. Just look at their website, LonoCoffee.com, and what do they highlight? Their core values of quality, family, transparency. They work with co-op farmers from all over the world to source their beans. They also support small farmers to find the right beans. During this pandemic, one of my saving graces has been grinding my beans from Lono Coffee and taking a few minutes before the day to savor the coffee, get my mind right. Put a little jazz or Frank Sinatra or Louis Armstrong on in the background, it's even better. I've enjoyed all their blends, but among my favorites, the Ethiopian Guji, love the berry flavor, the Mexican Chiapas, and their house blend. Start your day off right with Lono Coffee. Visit LonoCoffee.com, that's L-O-N-E, OAKCoffee.com. Use promo code COFFEE2020 for a discount. You can thank me later. Welcome back. Now here's my conversation with former NFL scout Tyler Roman. All right, Tyler, talking some more fantasy football. You brought up some sleepers last week. Who do you have for this week? Some guys that maybe are worth picking up um, after the last couple weeks. 
definitely a guy like Chase Claypool, who had an amazing game on Sunday against um, the Philadelphia Eagles, 110 yards, four total TDs. He's emerged at number one there, really pushing Juju Smith-Schuster maybe out the door this uh, season in free agency. Um, so I think Chase Claypool is a guy that you guys really want to pick up. He's going to be top option for them going forward. They got the Browns this week. Um, Travis Fogelham, the receiver for the Eagles, had 150 yards against those Steelers. And uh, Carson Wentz is uh, bare on weapons right now with uh, all the injuries. So I think he's going to continue to look at Fogelham over these next few weeks. They have the Ravens this week. Um, another guy maybe to look forward to in the future, two other guys, two running backs that I think uh, is worth picking up would be Chase Edmonds, running back from the Cardinals. Um, he had a 30-yard touchdown run on Sunday. And he's really outperformed Kenyon Drake this year. He's still the backup, but I wouldn't be surprised if he unseats him here in the next following weeks and gets a lot more touches because he's outplayed him to the, to date in the season. And another guy would be Cam Akers from the Rams, who had 70 yards against, excuse me, 60 yards against Washington this past weekend. And he's the most talented back in that backfield. And I think eventually you know, he's going to get the most of those carries because he's better than Anderson and Malcolm Brown. So I think you know, he was great last year, last couple of years at Florida State. And I really think he's going to be a guy that they're going to lean on here as the season goes, uh, progresses forward. Yeah, he's also a guy who can help you in, in, in the pass game, too. So that, that's got to give him a little edge there, too, right? Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. He's great at the backfield and is a solid player. What, for, are you surprised by Claypool? You know, a little bit. I know going into the combine, some people were thinking he could be a tight end over a wide receiver, but he blew that away running, you know, sub 4-4. Four, four. Uh, he's, he's a big guy, big target. Um, you know, he always had a vertical threat at Notre Dame. So, you know, I think he doesn't surprise me too much. I think he would, you know, play this well this early. So that definitely surprised me. But he always had the talent. And, you know, Notre Dame had some suspect quarterback play, whether it be Ian Book or Winbush the last couple of years. So I think it kind of hindered his ability as well. But, you know, I you just got to tip your hat to Pittsburgh, man. They know how to draft wide receivers. They've done it for years now, whether it be Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson or going all the way back to Tony Brown and Emmanuel Sanders. That, you know, if Pittsburgh gets a receiver, you know, it's a pretty safe bet they're going to be a good player. When you're looking at sleepers, how hard is it to determine for you what is just a one-week blip versus, hey, this is the start of something? Well, you know, I look for basically matchups. You know, maybe a guy's going against a team that's, say it's a receiver, they have a horrible secondary, and, you know, if he blows up, but, you know, previous weeks he had, what, maybe 50 yards total, but he blows up 150. Might, like you said, might be a blip on the radar if he just has a good game going against a team that has a poor secondary. And that applies to really every position. But, you know, if you see a guy that's building, you know, has a talent. And with me and my college background, I, you know, I've seen it in college. And I feel like, oh, I think this can translate to the pros. I, that's why that's why I look at a guy like Cam Akers and be like, he's been injured these first couple of weeks. But, you know, I, I love him at Florida State. I think he hit, I had him a top five running back for last year coming into the draft class. So I think it's a, a guy like him. You know, I kind of just look for past performance when it comes to like, oh, this guy's here to stay. But if, like I said, if it's a guy that you know is kind of hit or miss, you know, I think it's more of like a matchup based play. You know, that's the guy that you kind of realize is probably just a blip and, you know, see that's how you would approach, at least from the fan perspective. Who's been the most for you from a fantasy perspective, one or two of the most disappointing players? Is there any off the top of your head? Um, You know, I think a lot of people, he had a really good week this past week and it might be too much to say disappointing. It would be Brandon Cooks from the Texans. He had a great week this past week, but, you know, it's been really a slow process with him to get with Deshaun Watson. I'm going, but you know, I think he's going to be on the uprise actually because it seems like you know maybe with the new coaching change and uplift the team, I think he might be better for them going forward. But you know, a guy like him, um, obviously, there's been guys with injuries they can't really avoid. But um, 
you know, one guy actually, Lamar Jackson actually kind of sticks out to me to come to come to think of it because he obviously last year was an amazing year. It'd be very hard to replicate that success, but he has not played as well. When it comes to their fantasy perspective, I think he had 14 points this past week against the Bengals, who is not really the greatest defense. So you, I expect a lot bigger numbers from him this past week, but I guess that's more of like, oh, you expected a way he performed last year. But, you know, I think he he um, has disappointed for some fantasy owners from a quarterback because he was going in the first and second round just because guys were, you know, hoping for the last success he had this past year to translate over to this year. And, and yeah, do you, do you think that's going to pick up for him? I think so. I mean, he's obviously a really good player. And I think I think fantasy perspective, you at least in my opinion, I always try to get a quarterback that has, you know, good running ability too. Just because that's easy money for yards. Some guys, guys like Kyler Murray, who I've had in my one of my leagues, you know, gets he 50 or 60 yards rushing. That's an easy five or six points you can count on. And he's good for a, maybe a rush touchdown every couple of weeks or so. So I think Lamar will pick it up. You know, I think they the team, I think if they get out into leads like they had, like they did last year, he's going to be great. But as we've seen on Monday night in Kansas City, like once they, when they make you drop back, you know, he, he's a little struggle. He struggles a little bit. Um, as a, yeah, I guess a n- normal pocket passer, but you know, I think they're gonna, they're a really good team. They got the Eagles this week. I expect them to win. And as long as they get that running game going and get him going, I think he's going to get back on track. He's too good of a player not to. From a Washington perspective, one of the guys I want to ask you about, not so much from a fantasy perspective, because Antonio Gandy Golden hasn't done anything to even warrant that conversation. Just from a play perspective, an on field, just NFL perspective. Your take on Gandy Golden, and it's been an adjustment for him. It's been a slow process for him. What did you think of him coming out, and are you a little bit surprised? I'll, I'm going to preface this by saying I know he had the injury. That didn't help him. But are you surprised yeah. at some of the adjustments he's having to make, or, or what are you seeing from him? I liked him at Liberty. I really did. I think I think he I, I think he went exactly where I thought. I thought he was a third or fourth round player. The team got him in the fourth round. Um, you know, going into it, I knew it was going to be a process for him to get ready. You know, he coming from a small competition school at like Liberty, the off season with the pandemic and everything. It's, it was obviously the cards were stacked against him. So, I mean, he's, it's a really tough spot for him, you know, coming from a small school like that, but I, I, he had three straight years of a thousand yards of Liberty, 29 touchdowns the last three years at Liberty. And like I said, he's a great jump ball specialist. I liked him after the catch. He has a lot of talent. He's a huge, big body. Jump ball, jump ball guy, back shoulder guy, and they need to hopefully get him those opportunities going forward because that's his bread and butter. I mean, he's a little stiff in his route running, which is to be expected at that size. Um, he has struggled with the press a little bit at times too at Liberty, but you know, nothing that he can't you know get over with more reps at the at the NFL level and get better. But I do like the guy. I think, like you said, the energy and excuse me, the injury really hurt him, but also just really the lack of offseason really set back his development. And I, I do have, you know, high hopes for him going forward for the t- with the team. But I guess what I'm saying, it's not surprising that he's started as slowly as he has, you know, five weeks in. Also, when we look at this Washington Giants game, is there anything from a fantasy football perspective that anybody should pay attention to? Because it's not like there's a ton of firepower screaming out from this one. So what, what do you think there? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um... Obviously, Terry McLaurin has been pretty, really good. You know, the first four weeks last week was a blip on the radar, hopefully. But, you know, he's been playing a lot more in the slot. And the Giants just gave up C.D. Lamb 124 yards. So, I think, you know, uh, Terry has an opportunity to play 
make some plays from the, from the slot and as you know, and from the outside as well, he's a good receiver. Um, Antonio Gibson, I think might struggle a little bit because it's not talked about as much, but the Giants D line is pretty solid. I mean, they have Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. So, I mean, I guess start Gibson with a grain of salt. I think he's more of a flex play um, for the Giants. You got Devonte Freeman who had his you know best game of the year. You know, he only signed with them a few weeks ago. Uh, he had 87 total yards and a TD. I think he's worth a flex option based off what I'm assuming fans have seen the way the Washington defense has played the last two weeks. I think he can have a, a decent day. And then Evan Ingram for them, the Giants tight end. You know, the safeties have struggled mildly for Washington covering and just in general. I think Evan Ingram might have a good day playing against the middle of the field. And they get him to, they get him the ball in a variety of ways. They had him on end around last week. So I think they're going to try to get him the ball um, early because he is one of their better players. So. So there is some hope for fantasy football players with that game. <laughs> Very good. So, all right, Tyler. Hey, thanks again for joining me, Tyler. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. I used to love making all of my own spices. Now I love reaching for one of Dizzy Pig's craft seasonings. Based in Manassas, Virginia, they grind their spice combinations daily and it's easy to see why they've built a loyal following over the past 20 years. Dizzy Pig owner Chris Capel has won 15 championships on the Pro Barbecue Tour using only their products. And I've heard from other pitmasters on the Barbecue Tour that insist on Dizzy Pig. If it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. Just recently, I cooked a ribeye with their cow lick seasoning. Fantastic flavor. My wife really likes the mole and the Peruvian and the popular Dizzy Dust is truly all-purpose. If you're cooking turkey during the holidays, you have to use their Mad Max Turkey Rub. It's seasonal, so you can buy it now until January. With 27 different blends, there is a seasoning for just about any recipe or cooking technique. Get 15% off your online order shipped in the U.S. if you use the coupon KIME15, that's K-E-I-M-15, at DizzyPigBBQ.com. That's D-I-Z-Z-Y-P-I-G-B-B-Q.com. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Jordan and Tyler for joining me, and thank you for listening. Please remember to support our sponsors, Lono Coffee and Dizzy Pig Barbecue. Talk to you Thursday with Daryl Green.